All right, everybody. We are about to get started. We're a minute early, but Lord, what an episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Midnight Mando. My name is Craig Goldberg, presented by Yes Have Some Podcast. We are back for another edition. I can't believe we made it this far, to be honest. I thought by week two or three, we're done. There's no way we can keep this going. No. But man, I'm excited to talk about Midnight Mando and also The Mandalorian, but mostly Midnight Mando. This is actually a show reviewing how we're doing over the last couple of weeks. I think we're doing pretty well. Let's talk about ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Tonight, we're going to be talking about Chapter 14 of The Mandalorian. What was this episode called? You know. The tragedy. The tragedy. Mm. Was not about tragedy. I I was thinking Palpatine was showing up. Guy loves talking about tragedies. Do you know no the story? story? The tragedy. <laughs> um The <laughs> Tragedy. The written by John Favreau, directed by Robert Rodriguez. That's cool. I that caught me off guard even though I had heard about that a while ago that he was directing an episode. Wow. I was impressed. Yeah. It took me back to high school when I had Sin City on DVD and considered myself a film buff because of it. I was like, you've never seen Sin City? Okay, well. (laughs) It's in black and white. (laughs) Uh, Well, welcome, everybody. We got the chat going. Let me introduce everybody that we're hosting with tonight. Joining us again from Forlom to Zuckus. I never know how to say this. From, from Forlom to Zuckus. No, from Forlom to Zuckus. Worst site title ever. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't work. Uh, from like Forlom to Zuckus, this is how we do it. From Forlom to Zuckus is the website that he runs. Star Wars podcaster and super fan and all around good guy, Jake Stevens. Jake, thank you for joining us again this week. Well, thank you for having me. There's, uh, I don't know what we're going to talk about. Pretty, pretty filler episode, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> unbelievable. Nothing uh, happens. Quest. Whatever. <laughs> uh, right. I, hit, I hit Jake up like an hour ago. I was like, meant to do this earlier. You sent him the you up text? Yeah, I was like, you up? <laughs> <laughs> and I was uh, like, mid bowl of Baby Yoda. <laughs> I'm like, have that in our kitchen? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, I can do this. That's funny. Okay. Uh, <laughs> To my right, uh, Abigail Gardner, how are you? You're doing well. Hey, y'all. Uh, you're manning the chat? I sh- well, I am, but we've also got a, our friend Jeff is kind of controlling things. But I am reading Jeff. the comments, and I'll be, uh, yes, I'll be the conduit. All right. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, from Los Angeles, California, where walking outside of your front door is now illegal, Troy Benjamin. <laughs> it is. That's what my cousin told me. Uh, it's not it's don't read those things hi how are you? how's it going everybody what's good what's happening we're good we're good good night as the world falls around uh, <laughs> uh falls apart around us we we continue to talk about we Star have Wars. the mandalorian and that's all that we need right yeah now. and they're still but, making yeah. movies and they just you know we're, we're gonna still have movies but how long will it be till we go to these new movies that come out and we go none of these people are wearing masks this is inaccurate to to society uh, How long until we go to the movies? Oh, yeah. yeah. Or go to the movies. I could have just stopped yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Ryan Dole from Vancouver. How are you, man? I'm doing great. I'm up here in Canada. Nothing bad ever happens up here. So, <laughs> right. You know, I'm, I'm, doing, I'm doing great. The land of Wayne Gretzky and other things. Yeah. I don't know. Wayne yeah. We Wayne drink from Stanley wrong. Cups. And <laughs> even though I don't think we've won a Stanley Cup since like 1960. 
something. One. Yeah, you got to keep working on <laughs> yeah. that. It's while. <laughs> Typical Americans. We appropriated it, yeah. so yes. you don't yeah. We will take your sport and perfect it. Uh, well, welcome, everybody. We are going to get into Chapter 14, The Tragedy. Last week was The Jedi. Now it's The Tragedy. Um, I like that they don't reveal... Uh, or they're not supposed to reveal these episode titles going into the week. So I did not know what it was called until watching it this morning. And uh, I immediately became very upset when I saw it because tragedy, <laughs> it's Star Wars. Um, my, my initial thought as we get into this was that this was our Empire Strikes Back moment for The Mandalorian. Uh, it did not leave me feeling very good about... Uh, much going on in the storyline. Abby, uh, you were... Inconsolable <laughs> by the end of the oh, episode. No. I was. Oh, I had two Grogu's with me, this one and then the, the plush one, and I was just holding them, and it took like 10 minutes, literally. Craig was like, are you okay? I was like, no, <laughs> he's in peril. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so. It's a t- we'll get into it. Yeah, let's go ahead and get started. By the way, as we get going in the chat, if you have questions, topics, things you want us to talk about, let us know. We're going to be keeping an eye on that. And then Abby's also manning the brand new soundboard. Oh, yeah. Do you want to give us a little sample? Ooh. Absolutely. What do we got? Jedi business. Go back to your drinks. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> yes. It's a, an exclusive. You know I don't like it when you do that. Sorry, Master. There we go. So you can see where we're going with tonight because tonight was the live action uh, spiritual sequel to Attack of the Clones. We we do know that. Um, so let's get started. We always start off by giving away our credits. How many credits do we give this episode? I'm going to mix it up. Abigail, I'm going to start with you this week. Yo. Hold on. Let me get my graphic up here. How many credits are we giving? How many credits do you give? Yeah. I give nine credits to this episode. All right. Um, I thought it was Ooh. fantastic on all counts. Uh, action was fantastic. Plot development definitely moved stuff along. The acting was on point. Um, but it left me so devastated <laughs> by the end of it that I have to say, because of that sad feeling at the end of it, I just had to d- deduct one credit. One deduction. Okay. Nine. All right. Yeah. Cool. Also, let us know in the comments how many credits you're giving. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Dole, how many credits? I'm giving this one uh, eight and a half credits because uh, it left me uh, pretty shook. And I was not prepared for the shookness that I was shaking You don't with. like to feel. Ryan Dole doesn't <laughs> like to feel. Yes. Dude, I love to feel. But man, it's just like, it was like getting kicked in the nards if my nards was my heart. <laughs> well said. Put it on a t-shirt. Uh, all yes. right. Uh, Troy. Uh I was ready to give this one a 10, and then there's one fatal thing that has just been bugging me all day, and I can't get over it, so I'm going to bump it down to a 9. Okay. Uh, But totally a wonderful episode, and it really kicked me in the heart nards, too. Um, but, but yeah, there's, there's one thing and I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get to it. There's, yeah, there's one yeah. thing that I just, I'm stuck on. It's a little tease. Uh, by the way, thank you, Christian Walsh for the super chat. Very, very yes. kind. Very kind. Oh, yes. Keeping more those lights soup, on more soup for us. Yes. Ooh. Um, so, uh, all right, Jake. Now I feel like you've been hovering around eights and nines all season with us. What did yeah. tonight's episode get from you? Um, it got a renaming, first of all. I, I stopped calling it the tragedy and started calling it the Oops, I Crap My Pants episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too yeah. much. Too much in there. Um, but I am going with uh, eight, uh, 8.5 because, um, yeah, you know, it, it's hard to give, uh, you know, no, no one says Schindler's List is your 
favorite movie, right? Even though it's a great movie, no <laughs> one's going to give that one a 10. So right, 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 right. I so, hear you on that. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, the, the bummer ending um, lives up to the name tragedy. And uh, and uh, like Troy, there is something that I, I can't wrap is inconsistent with my understanding, my headcanon of Star Wars. So we'll get into it. So I couldn't fully Ooh, go. Fun. That was a I, I hope it's that? the same thing. Yeah, this too. is fun. This is fun. Yeah. Right. Um, I am going to, um, you know, as I watched the episode, I, I was also kind of like, this is a 10. This is a 10 the entire way. I loved every moment. We're going to talk about all the moments that we all loved. Um, but I'm going to bump it down to a nine because I don't like how short it was. They packed so much in to, you know, 30 minutes. And I watched it twice. And I honestly, it, it, give me 20 more minutes. Give me yeah. 20 yeah. more minutes of Boba Fett. Fighting stormtroopers, I would have. Li- I would. I would have. You know, we live in a world where in black we have, and white. In black and white, like really, <laughs> we come from a world of Star Wars. It's a guitar case, Boba. Where, where, um, we we have a twenty-five minute pod race. You know, like Abby will be watching Phantom Menace. I'll go to the store at the beginning of the pod race. I come back. Still on. Still happening. Um. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just really incredible. I, I want to get into it. Like I said, Robert Rodriguez came in, directed the hell out of this episode. Um, I have not seen much criticism. Um, I did see one person, uh, and I wanted to bring this up to you guys. Somebody I saw on Twitter said that they thought from a uh, cinematography, uh, special effects kind of uh, point of view that they thought last week was much better than this week and this week felt campy in comparison i didn't get that but um uh you guys are the experts i just press all the buttons so uh uh ryan do you have anything to say about that that opening statement that i'm dropping on you yeah uh, and they're not entirely wrong i mean like the other episode had everything from like lightsabers to leaping robots and it also had like a lot of environmental vfx like with all the the dust blowing you know, and all that other, you know, it had just, it just had more and it just kind of seemed to more blend seamlessly where this, oh, and it's always dark there too, right? So what usually when you do dark stuff, usually the VFX kind of blends in a little better here. Everything was in the daylight. Everything mm-hmm. was bright. So even when the, you know, here we go, we're going into it now. So when the slave one comes roaring in, whoa. It, Spoilers. It does, just kidding. Well, or any ship, any ship. I just say you even the Razor. That guy. Is that what like, that is? Well, Ryan, you have this barreling one, right? in. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that one. Yeah. And then uh, you know when they come barreling in to the atmosphere and it's all bright, they kind of do look a little more like miniatures. But at the same time, it's Star Wars, so I do kind of want them to look like miniatures. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah, yeah, there's a there's a little bit of a charm to it when it comes to Star Wars, and and I um I agree. Um, did does anybody else have any thoughts on on those? Uh, on I think that? I think Tony Taylor, who has a comment saying he loves how each episode has its own flavor, I think that's a good point. This episode felt like a Tarantino, like in the daylight, violent, awesome shit, like the kind of like just just visceral awesome action. Right, right. Um, the episode last week had that like Kurosawa inspired, like beautiful. Um, epic dystopic stuff like there was there was a lot of thematic stuff that was like inspired by other things and this definitely felt more like a they're going to another world there wasn't quite as much scope necessarily there um but the action was so good that that it didn't like take away from the episode for me jake i saw i saw you over there 
Yeah, no, I, you can tell I teach school because I'm like hand he up. Raised his hand. hand. Up, like, hand <laughs> until yeah. I was homeschooled because I interrupt. Hello. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I know you types. Uh, <laughs> now, I, I think yeah, I think uh, what Abigail was saying there is totally true. If you go back to the uh, Bryce Dallas Howard first season episode, I mean, how many Jurassic Parks? Uh, references and you know and and uh, scenes did she set up in that one and just like in her season two episode she mimicked her dad and so these are things that she's exposed to right in her in her film base and her film knowledge Robert Rodriguez is one thing that you know people may or may not know he films his all his movies Spy Kids Campy right Shark Girl and Lava Boy or are it backwards Lava Boy Shark Girl right. Those people. Um, <laughs> no one's going to correct you. Yeah. Actually, the sequel's coming out soon. Yeah, I saw <laughs> that. The legacy yeah. sequel. Legacy the same girl. All right, we have fans. It's the Force Awakens of yeah. Shark Girl. Lava right. Cool. Um, Jacob from Twilight didn't come back, though. He didn't no. reprise it. Couldn't get, that. Could get him. Tears. Um, but he, he, filmed his, he filmed his movies at his house. He, he has his own studio. He is known for, you know, Mr. Green Screen. He is known for pioneering that digital technology, shooting on a tiny set, you know, under budget, low uh, funded movies. And uh, that's his claim to fame. So if you watch this episode, I think that, you know, this is one of the first ones that we've seen filmed like almost entirely on location. And it feels completely different from the volume because the volume is that CG rendered beautiful, like, well-developed environments here they're on a hill in texas you know and so yeah it's not doesn't quite have the same you know the, like the same Trek hollywood episode. feel to it right yeah, yeah it yeah. does that yeah i think i saw kirk throw a boulder down at one yes point, you know? <laughs> yeah Off planet episode yeah uh yeah troy any any thoughts on that yeah I, I wait was Runyon this the thing Canyon. Troy, was this no, the thing you were mad at? Okay, everything no, no, we no, bring no, up, I'm yeah. like, was this it? Was this Let the me thing know so I can do a sound effect. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it's uh, when we first get to the, when that first troop lander uh, hits and the action unfolds, I thought that th- this was the type what to be episode because it was such a bad, frenetic, uh, frantic thing um, that... I, I thought for it was Taika. I thought for, for a good 20 minutes it was Taika until that credit rolled and it was, was Robert Rodriguez. So, um, yeah, totally his style. Some Desperado nods in there too. For, yeah, for, for sure. Mariachis. Somebody, yeah. I think it was uh, somebody, I think Jason Smith said it had a, a TNG next generation on location feel and it totally did. Um, and even that scene later when they showed uh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the, Moff Gideon's ship when it was in uh, light speed. Uh, it was the first time where I really, I was not, I was purposefully looking at the windows and looking at the effects. I was like, this feels a little like Star Trek, but that's not a complaint because it's, it's a Star Wars TV show. And I think like, you know, we, it's, it's exceeded all of expectations of what a TV show can actually be. So I don't know. I think everybody has, some good points that they're making, but it didn't bother me. It didn't throw me off. I like the, the real world on location feel. Um, but let's jet back to the beginning of the episode. So the episode opens up in the razor crest. Now there was this tweet I read the other day that McDonald's put out. McDonald's tweeted said one day you ate your last happy meal and you didn't even know it. And this opening scene, this beautiful moment between Grogu 
And Din was the last ride for them in the Razor Crest. I'm gonna we, have to leave. <laughs> we didn't even <laughs> see it, man. Um, but it's a really cool scene, and uh, he's just so amused, understanding uh, or Gro- you know, knowing Grogu's name and, and and saying Grogu and have him react and uh, doing little force tricks and uh, the way he talks. Like, there's a couple really funny quotes where he says, you know, he tells him he's a very special kid. And uh, he he's kind of like he refers to Ahsoka as that nice lady, which I thought was amazing. <laughs> nice like, I like that. Um, yeah. He's like, don't you want to learn some more Jedi stuff? And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like really <laughs> some some really cool uh, interactions there that I, I I adored. And one thing I will say is like, you know, I think we all we're all trained as uh, avid television watchers to when they set up a big thing, you know, it's going to be three weeks before you get the payoff. And I think I was a little bit surprised when I was like, oh, they're getting the, we're going to see the seeing stone. We're going to the mm-hmm. Jedi temple right now. Mm-hmm. I was so uh, pumped about that. Cause I kind of was expecting a little bit of a side adventure that would take place before that. So, and I feel like Din kind of spoke for the audience when he was like, is, does this look Jedi to you? Like looking at that, it, you're like, yeah, it, I guess this is probably it. This is a yeah, kind of temple. What if he would have been like, this kind of looks like Octu a little bit, right? <laughs> like just like like I've read I've read about Octu in a book and kind of looks like there's some rocks and uh but uh, what would you guys think uh this opening scene, Ryan? Did you uh did it hit you in the feels? As they say? Well, definitely. Your nard well, feels? When he says my my nard heart. It uh <laughs> it definitely um it, it definitely felt like when he said is this look Jedi to you? I was totally like, "Yep." Because it kind of reminded me of like a Stonehenge version of the uh, Jedi Council room. Okay, yeah. Uh, that's, you know, because you put them mm-hmm. in, you put the, the kid in the center, and they all go in there, and they get their judgment <laughs> eyes on, and they sit there and go, so you believe it's this boy? Because <laughs> <laughs> we got a little green guy hide, hidden under the stairs, and he might be the chosen one. Right, right. <laughs> right? right. So right. It's, it, like it, I'm in an audition had, right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? So it's like, that's what it kind of felt like uh, to me anyways. It kind of reminded me of a Stonehenge version of the Jedi Council. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. I wanted to point out that uh, Kat Hansen was bringing up the uh, when Grogu's flying with the windows down yeah. to the actual yeah. spot. That was a really sweet, funny, cute moment. You know what? And that was another thing that threw me off because when he said, oh, we can't land there. We're gonna have to whatever he said, take a detour. Or, or I, 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 then I convinced myself like, oh, this whole episode's gonna be them walking. <laughs> it's gonna they're gonna get to like, but then yeah. it just cuts to him. You know? That's if Peter Jackson's doing it right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like four hours of walking through this planet, uh, Tython. Now we talked about. Oh, Tython. I'd watch it though. Yeah, it would be amazing. Uh, me um, too. <laughs> we should talk about Tython now. But doing my research, and Jake, you brought up last week the the introduction and the new canon for Tython happens in the. Dr. Afra comic. Um, and uh, so, so uh, you know, a lot of legendary Jedi stuff supposedly happened on this planet, but we're, we're still learning about it. Um, now, uh, Jake, wh- what did you think of this opening scene uh, as far as setting up, knowing where the episode went? Were, were, is this a, a satisfactory way to say goodbye to the Razor Crest, your last trip? Right. <laughs> well, you know, they, 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 they hit you with the tragedy and then they give you like the sweetest interaction possible with them. And so that, that really uh, gets you, gets you suspicious right away, you know, because <laughs> yeah. if you go back to uh, Mando's introduction, I mean, he's talking about bringing you in cold and cutting uh, thugs in half 
through a door, right? I mean, think how far he's come in 14 episodes. I guess my, I, I'm even speculating. I'm like, where, where do you go from here? Because his character arc has already gone like this. So we, we got more in store. It, it'll be interesting to see what season three brings. But, um, but yeah, they, they definitely tie you back to that ball and they give you those sweet moments. And, uh, you know, obviously it has its payoff here at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, yeah, I don't, it's, it's hard for me to, to really grasp where it's going. The thing that, that kind of gets me every week is just like Mando, man, he's a nice guy. Like this guy is pure, like he is living up to the standards of his weird cult version of Mandalorians. Like he's just, somebody had a tweet, another tweet. I love talking about tweets and not giving credit to the people because I never remember who says it, but they said, uh, they said, uh, The Mandalorian's about a guy who just makes so many best friends. Like he's just like putting right. together this crew across the galaxy. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, we we can we can really break this down. I mean, he he they do have that scene where you see him with the with the jetpack flying mm-hmm. with uh, Grogu, which is just uh, an incredible visual. Yes. Uh, that's something you want to see, but you didn't even know you wanted it, and then you see it and you go, "Oh, I'm glad they did this." It's that last sweet moment because once he's set on the stone, it's like you get that feeling that it's really never going to go back to the way it was. And <laughs> right. Yes. The way we were, right. there's going to be a montage. Yeah. Um, but they, they get to, they, they find the Jedi temple, right? You know, the top of the mountain, the seeing stone, uh, he sets them on there and then he's basically, all right, do, do your, do Jedi. See some stuff, see some <laughs> stuff on the seeing stone. Bye. Yeah. 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 He's like, Hey bro, just connect yeah. to that force real quick. I'm going to go get a hot dog. Will like, you like text your Jedi buddies or? <laughs> Um, why is now, this taking so long? Um, <laughs> so, so, so well, I like he, how he walks around the stone looking for like a plug-in. Like, is there a switch for this thing? <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Now I noticed so, when he's sitting there, there's these like butterflies that, that pop up that kind of happen right before he starts. What? Okay. We need to, Jake, you, you know, Star Wars, Troy, you know, Star Wars, <laughs> Ryan, you know, Star Wars. What are we going to call <laughs> what happened? We need to refer to that. Thing as something his his force connection was he force timing was he talking to kylo well, ren like <laughs> he went super right? saiyan the the scene stone well his name is goku so that makes sense <laughs> right. um his his uh you know it, it's very it's very similar to some of the scenes we've seen in other parts of modern star wars right i mean luke and ray both sit on essentially a scene stone uh, in The Last Jedi. I mean, we see Luke sit on one and project his consciousness and ability across the entire galaxy. And so, um, you know, and we've seen similar things. I think uh, Ezra sits on one, and that's when he has his vision uh, of Yoda at one point. And so this is something. Now, have we seen it so, uh, you know, looks like he's being sucked up by a tractor beam type visualizations no i can't say we've seen that exactly but um but yeah this is a concept that is normal for modern jedi okay yeah no that makes yeah, sense this was pretty much the equivalent of a jedi bat signal right is kind of what was going on <laughs> i did like how he went into that kind of 
uh, you know, Jedi meditation pose, almost like what this is what I love about Grogu. It's like half the time he's just like a baby who's just eating things and breaking things, and then the other half of the time he's like, uh, <laughs> like an ancient right. warrior. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, connected with. The he's universe. like Deltum from Street Fighter Two. All of a sudden, he's, just, <laughs> yeah, exactly. he's floating and meditating, and he's um, great. But but that's a great comparison. If you think back to uh, the Last Jedi, and you see. Uh, by the way, we're about to spoil The Last Jedi. I don't know why you'd be watching this if you haven't seen this film. Um, but uh, you see Luke uh, Force projecting himself across the universe, and he's he's on that. You know, maybe these Jedi temples all have these these uh, Force connected uh, seeing stones. Yeah, yeah. Type thing, yeah. they kind of do because there was that episode of Rebels where Ezra goes to get the Kyber crystal for his lightsaber too, and there was kind of that moment where he connected with Yoda for a second to Yoda guides him along his way, and that's kind of what I was expecting would happen in this. Um, and I, you know, I think that's kind of what happened here too, is he's connecting through the Force through whatever that conduit is that you know they have their time circuits uh, like Bill and Ted or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, and, and the first thought, as soon as he, as soon as he, as soon as Din turns around and sees that this, this portal has opened and, and Yoda, uh, Yoda, Grogu <laughs> is, is shooting out this, this message into the stars. My first thought was, oh God, this is Gideon's plan. He wants to track down all of the Jedi. He's going to find a way to reverse trace things to mm. whoever is contacting this conduit. And he's going to send those death troopers after him. And, uh, I mean, maybe I'm tilting my hand. Maybe that's my prediction too. Maybe that's still going to be happening. Right. But, yes. Um, yeah. I, I, immediately, I knew things were not going to like Luke Skywalker is not just going to walk out of the bushes and be like, "Hey, you kid, how's it going?" <laughs> this is going to be like a sad right. series of events. Right. Uh, right. It's going to be a tragedy. He, yeah. yeah. He walks out. He's like, "I do Jedi stuff too." Ba da ba ba ba. Three PO. Three PO. Yes. Look yes. at him. Three PO. <laughs> Where could he be? Where could he be? Uh, So, so, um, and I I should say, uh, Jake, we're having a little bit of connectivity issues with your end. Uh, You're looking a little fuzzy, so I don't know if you want to maybe hop off and call back in, and we'll we'll we'll, we we won't start talking about Slave One until you're back with us. We'll we'll do some plugs, okay? And uh, and we'll uh, we'll have Abby uh, go to the chat real quick and see what's going on going over there. We'll, We'll get Jake right back. Sounds good. Christian Walsh is just keeping us afloat with the soup still. Yes, Christian, Whoa. Christian, Christian. Christian nice. Walsh is uh, our new biggest fan. He's been hanging out. and uh, he, doing... We appreciate him. Absolutely. Yeah, thank absolutely. You for He's been hanging out. He was on Toy Anxiety. Did everybody see Toy Anxiety? What happened this week on uh, Yes, Have Some Toy Anxiety? It's a good story. I would check it out on uh, the YouTube channel there. Uh, my mystery autographs. Boy, did that go some way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it really made us feel a certain way. <laughs> Troy, oh man, there we go. Uh, he's back. There, there we go. Clear. Okay. So um, anyway, so uh, that's the whole slave one Boba Fett thing. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that to <laughs> I'm you. So glad we got episode. that off our chest while it was gone, guys. I really needed to do Good that. Good night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, uh, we play the SNL music. <laughs> <laughs> We're just like wait. <laughs> So, um, but, but so this, this was the point and, uh, the connection looks a lot better. Uh, this was the point where slave one shows up and we haven't, I, I was thinking back right in that moment, like when have we really seen slave one in action flying in that manner a little bit in attack of the clones, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. 
and uh, the buzzer? that was your cue. I was oh, doing that because oh, that was your cue. Okay, I thought you were. Uh, hold on, here we go. <laughs> there we go. Protection is a job for local security, not Jedi. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, but man, uh, uh, Jake, I'll, I'll throw to you to start us off. Uh, Boba Fett back in a big way here. What? What? Now we should all talk about it a little bit. What is every, you know, Boba Fett's a beloved character, but a little polarizing. I've always been on the fence about him. I've always thought, hey, cool character, but maybe a little overhyped over the years. I don't know. Uh, so uh, we'll, we'll roundtable this. Jake, thoughts? Oh, my. Um, <laughs> well, so, so many questions uh, come up with the return of uh, Boba Fett. Um, like proper Boba Fett, right. uh, the slave one, you know, where was it parked for the last five, six years? You know, uh, how come he doesn't know the Empire's back? How come um, it's just like uh, th- there was so much. But what this episode did to a T was finally make Boba the threat that we always knew he was. But we knew by reputation. If you look at the original trilogy, Vader was feared by reputation and it wasn't until Rogue One where you were like, oh my gosh, this guy is insane, right? right yes. We right. knew Anakin was good, but we didn't know Vader was that good, right? And then this is the same thing. Boba was on reputation, right? And we we were scared of him. I mean, he got defeated by a blind guy in an axe, you know, or a, a stick. It just didn't... It, Boba Fett! You know, it just... Right? It I didn't his add up, pill. but... Right, right, right. that damn jetpack. Oh man. Um, but yeah, but now you finally get to see why he is the baddest in the galaxy, and so that was that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Troy, same same thoughts here. Yeah, I mean that, that was the moment where I thought this was Taika Waititi's episode because here you have the the Maori uh, Tamora Morrison show up uh, with no blasters, using only a gaffy stick, uh, destroying stormtrooper helmets. Gorily, terribly. I loved it so much. Holy I loved shit. it. Yeah, I loved like, it. Just seeing the, it was like skulls cracking. It was very violent. Uh, which then, now knowing it's Robert Rodriguez, it makes a whole lot of sense. But right. um, they probably had to tone it down, to be honest. They probably did. Yeah. yeah. I mean, maybe that's why this episode was like under thirty minutes because there was a lot in there that's like the director's cut. They would have not been able to use. Right. Um. But yeah, I I, I was pretty all for it because I think in this episode. In the 30 minutes that they spent with Boba Fett, they did such great character development for him, either very overtly or very subtly, uh, to a point where I appreciate Boba Fett even more, to the point where at the very end, not to completely spoil things, if you haven't seen it, why are you watching this? Um, <laughs> but the fact that he he now has a debt to Din and is traveling with him in his tow because he now he's, he's still bound by a Mandalorian um you know uh, code of honor uh, it's like man i know more about boba fett than i knew in empire and jedi and reading shadows of the empire and reading tales from jabba's cantina and or jabba's palace uh you know it's it's like th- this did such great wonders uh i think was it ryan i don't want to take credit for this because i think you may have said this but like this is kind of that that one up mushroom for the prequels that you look back on things and you go, holy shit, that makes so much more sense. And I love this so, so much more now that I'm looking at it in this light. That's that's how I saw it just in the like two lines of dialogue he has before they start kicking ass. Uh, we got to get to Ming-Na in a second, too, probably. But right. um, yeah, like 
just it was it was such a great introduction and and even seeing him from a distance and he's in that kind of cloaked uh so you don't know if it ends up being fennec shand or if it's actually boba fett you don't know who's on the slave one we assume that it's boba fett but then you see that that binoculars view and and you have no idea if that's him or not it was it was awesome um uh, people people pointed out in the chat that tomorrow morrison looks a little thicker he, he looks like a bigger dude and that kind of naturally just happens over time so yeah. i'm giving that but, but uh, if you look at Django rex Fett look at rex. Like a big dude yeah Django fett was a big guy and then rex man in in the cartoons like he turns into the you know bushy beard uh, <laughs> right, right. Uh, guy that you see in return of the jedi so yeah these clones i age. think that's in the clone genetics clones yeah. age hey yeah. thanks to doug mclean for the super chat thanks, very doug. appreciated uh appreciative of that very much uh you know let's address what he says um uh he uh, he says he's a badass but curious why boba went after din for his armor but never bothered to approach the marshal um I, I think that's a great point, and I have a very strong feeling that they are. I, you know, we've talked about it every week. There's rumors that there's going to be a Boba Fett uh, a spinoff of some sort. I would not be surprised if that happens, and I would not be surprised if they, uh, you know, address the last five, seven years. You know, whatever happened between uh, Sarlacc Pit and uh, you know this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Now, I hope it's more than, well, he was in the Sarlacc pit for seven years, and then he escaped, and then he saw the marshal, and then, uh, uh, but yeah. There's I mean, some explaining to be done, for sure. But when it comes to, like, his introduction in this episode, and I agree, I don't think I can top anything that y'all have already said, but um, I want to see his golf swing after seeing him crack that awesome oh, yes. Tuscan this guy's an athlete. He's ah. an athlete. Yeah, and Look again, the violence was awesome. And when it comes to his appearance, I like the the robust, like, worn dude that he is. And uh, Catherine was mentioning the the robe combo with the armor. It's tight. It's yeah. awesome. And it, I think it adds to his believability and adds to, like, the character development of, like, he's been going for a while. We'll have to find out what the story is because we don't know. But right. he's obviously, like, worn and yeah change well I, and ryan i'm gonna throw to you and i know what you were thinking and i know jake was thinking this too you i was thinking okay so we're gonna need at least four new boba fett figures just based on this one episode like we're gonna <laughs> need uh no armor with robes only we're gonna need mm-hmm. uh, full armor and then of course they'll have full armor with removable helmet so they'll at least <laughs> get three out, out of this one episode well um, my boba fett Vin, uh, vintage collection figure. I already put a gaffy stick in his hand. Oh, cool! The, uh, that <laughs> shot where they're showing the bottom of the gaffy stick dragging on the ground, and then goes mm-hmm. for the swing. Yep. It's some of the most badass fucking shit I've ever seen oh, in a God. Star Wars <laughs> anything. It was oh, so cool. It was great. Um, him getting him all missiles for the first time. Also awesome. Like that was freaking cool. And uh, I also like that he kind of like. He's he's become his dad a little bit, right? When he's like, "I'm just yeah. an honest man trying to make a living in the galaxy," <laughs> right? He he does that whole line, and of course, like once you do a direct reference to episode two, bang, right? Tents are popping in the morning because it is like that is like my favorite thing. I no, I don't like it when you do that. That's the worst one. <laughs> that's the worst I'm so one. Sorry, so sorry. God damn it! Uh, right? That's all right. Keep like, going, right? Yeah, and so they had to, like, they kind of referenced all the right stuff to kind of just keep, so that you knew exactly who he was referencing. Like, it was just, like, nice and blatant, and it has that, uh, the poetry, as uh, Dave Filoni and George Lucas like to say, where 
things kind of repeat themselves through poetry. Yeah. So kind of, so I just want to kind of follow the story and you guys have all made really great points. Um, they, so he spots Boba Fett. They kind of have this showdown. He informs him like you kind of, you, the vibe right off the bat is like, Oh, maybe he's like, he states he's there for his armor. And then Mando gives his, uh, are you even, do you even Mandalorian? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like do you even i don't know if you know about beskar but um so they kind of have this 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 uh little standoff and he informs him or boba fett informs uh din of uh fennec shand who is back and i uh when i saw her i was like oh i kind of forgot about this like of course i remember the 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 little uh, cliffhanger from last year where you saw the the you know the the robe or, or whatever it was or the spurs. Uh, the spurs yeah, yeah and uh so i remembered that but i went back today we watched the gunslinger again today because i wanted to refresh myself on what that storyline is but um anyways she's badass she's got eyes on the child who's still in his uh zordon uh bubble and uh, that's what I'm going to call it. He was Zordoning uh, Rangers. Zordon. Yeah. <laughs> Zordon. Yeah. <laughs> Zordon. Um, and, uh, Zordon's palace right there in Star Wars. <laughs> Finally. Um, and so they make a deal, right? He says, listen, um, I want my armor and we're going to protect you and the child. And we're going to put our weapons down and we're going to figure this out. Um, it's a really good scene. Uh, and then I think that's where uh, the 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 what the trooper shuttles kind of show up the 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 two i don't know the official name of those ships uh but they're like imperial uh uh you know some things uh somebody can fill me in what they, the official name is they look a lot like the ones that we see in the force awakens those first order landers oh yeah that's interesting kind of like that's a, a prototype version of those with the same docking you know uh ramp and everything there was some really good dialogue in this scene one of my favorite quotes is when he says uh, Boba Fett says fate sometimes steps into the what does he rescues say rescues the wretched to rescue the wretched yeah, yeah I mean, it was, yeah, that it was, was awesome. great like really cool stuff and um but like he wants his armor like that's what he's there for uh and then that's where we see this big you know trooper battle you got all these different classes of troopers you've got you know the uh they're running out and then um there's just all these uh, they're know, organized like they're organized but you see yeah. where she uh, where she jumps backwards where Fennec jumps backwards and she's shooting the troopers there was the <laughs> boulder scene that was very Indiana Jones like um they just it felt like he they just had a lot of fun with Corey, you know, the choreography and, and putting this scene together. And like, they've done this all year, but I can see stupid stormtroopers getting shot and outsmart, smarted all the time. Like it, it makes Dude, me you happy. Say Indiana, you say Indiana Jones, but I always, when I saw the Boulder thing, I thought more of like extreme elimination challenge. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like those old Japanese game shows. Like I was yeah, waiting for okay. like Gila douche, Gila douche to come out and be like, Oh, here's stormtrooper. Baba <laughs> right. douche. <laughs> you um, know, and he takes a boulder to the head. But so we see Fennec. She takes out the 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 web blaster too, which is really cool. Um, and it's simultaneously they kind of cut back to Grogu a few times. He's in his his chamber of uh, elimination chamber, and I'm going to call it something different every time. And then he kind of you know falls asleep. <laughs> Force trance. Uh, so it's just a great scene, like all around. Like this was action packed, seven or eight minutes uh, straight. And uh, I don't know what else can you say other than it was just badass Star Wars. That, knee darts, knee darts for the first time. Knee darts, knee darts. finally. Yeah, fin- cool. Now yep. we're oh now we're, we're the knee darts. Uh, those we've seen those maybe in like the legends and the books and the comics. They've never oh. potentially. Uh, you know. I mean, the only time we've ever seen them in action is today, right? Because otherwise, uh, 
you know, I was just, uh, I was actually looking through my, uh, the DK publishing, you know, that makes all the visual guides. I was going through revisiting some of my autographs because I have, uh, I have uh, Tamora and Jeremy Bullock and uh, Daniel uh, Little Boba. And I was just kind of looking through that page again. And even the one, the, uh, the vintage, vintage from the 90s, right? Um, right? The original visual guide has knee darts listed as okay. a feature on Boba's original costume. But we've never really seen that come into play until now. You know what I love about this episode specifically, and and we I don't want to get into a long discussion about uh, the sequel trilogy or the the ups and downs of of Star Wars, but it really felt in Mandalorian feels like this a lot. But tonight really felt like they were saying, "Hey, Star Wars fans, we know." that you've wanted this some version of like, we didn't know that we wanted yeah. uh, this kind of, you know, uh, rugged version of Boba Fett in robes wielding uh, uh, Tuscan weapons. We didn't know we wanted that, but we knew that we wanted Boba Fett to live up to, it was what Jake was talking about earlier, live up to, to his name. Like, I've always been like, yeah, Boba Fett's badass. And then in my head, I'm like, I mean, I think he is. <laughs> He's supposed to be. Right. <laughs> like, it's uh, all he, talk, no action yeah, until you see it. It's like he did, uh, you know, deliver Han Solo to Jabba the Hutt, I think. <laughs> kind of happened in between two movies. But um, yeah, so it was it was really cool. And like, I don't like the term fan service. I hate, I hate the words fan service. It's good storytelling that excites uh, the fandom, new and old user, user, new and old users. That's what well, it is a product. Star Wars is a product. We're consumers. Uh, you know, Star Wars. Um, and it was just great, and it was incredible. And as I was watching it, like I felt like I was like, oh, I'm excited about this, and I know everybody else is going to be excited about this, and everybody can't wait to talk about it. That's it's what, enriching to all the other content. It is, and that's what makes so Star Wars better. so cool because it's like you get to build on this world and like do the classic storytelling thing like you answer a couple questions and then you pose you know 40 more and we have this disney plus landscape where they can actually explore these stories in detail and um god i just craig i just love it but can can i ask you a question that's in kind of a similar vein there yeah knowing knowing that the solo film came out and you you are not a big fan of the solo movie i don't want to out you but you don't really like solo would you have rather seen Boba Fett in a Josh Trank movie uh, five years ago now at this point, or would you have rather seen this as we're seeing Boba Fett kind of like in small doses, getting a little bit of a mystery, a little bit of a mystery reveal, a little bit of character development, like kind of getting small doses of him as opposed to like, here's a 90 minute movie. That's everything about Boba Fett's origins right. or whatever it would have been. I think that this serialized version of, of storytelling really works for star Wars. I love star Wars films. I love an event film, part of a trilogy where you sit down with a huge crowd and you cheer and you scream and you yell and you cry and all that stuff. Um, but having said that I was not skeptical about Mandalorian before it started, but I didn't know. Like I, I thought I was like Mandalorian. Like, okay, I thought maybe they would do something a little bit more, you know, I don't know, impactful or sexy, uh, but 
immediately it was like, oh, this is great. Like this is great storytelling, and it's it's a perfect balance of nostalgia and new and uh, beautifully written, beautifully directed. I'm not answering your question. I'm just fucking <laughs> ranting, by the way. So to I answer, think it's sexy too. To, to answer no, your, I, I I mean you yeah you you hit it right like serialized television right. Like, Star Wars was based upon the old serials, uh, you know, uh, right. science fiction serials, Flash Gordon and. So yeah, of course it lends itself to the right. thirty to forty-five minute right. uh, TV so, format. But so yeah. to, to to answer your question, I don't know if I want to watch a Josh Trank any movie, but <laughs> like, that's a different story. <laughs> I wasn't going that. But, <laughs> but I'm I, it. It's it's you know my my feelings about Solo. There are things I really like in Solo, um, and I think Solo might have worked better for me in this manner. Let us grow with these characters. Let us learn about these characters. Let the time elapse. Yeah, because when you, when, when you have two yeah. hours to tell the story and it's like, this is how he met Chewbacca and this is how he got his blaster and this is why his name's Solo. It, it feels like too much where it's just like, I'm glad I'm learning these things, but it's like, it's like I can't comprehend it and digest it in, in the manner. Why did this all happen in an afternoon? <laughs> right, yeah, right. yeah, totally. Yeah, I... Like that, I I, I I trapped you, Craig. I'm sorry. I, because mm. I've I've for for oh, many years, I've wanted to be like. I bet you'd like Solo if it was on Disney Plus as like an hour long show. I've Probably. wanted to just like throw that in your yep. face, and I would you <laughs> come did. back. And- How do you feel, Craig? <laughs> all right, I quit. <laughs> uh, Jake, Jake, what were you gonna say, man? I, I think I think uh, you just mentioned you started this with not wanting to talk about the sequel trilogy by talking about the sequel trilogy. I think the difference is. Uh, with the Mandalorian versus the sequel trilogy, um, you have the same characters playing their characters, right? Um, in the sequel trilogy, you had people who were heading it who um, had to be convinced to take on the project, right? They may have been fans, but they had to be convinced to play in the sandbox, as George liked to say it, right? Whereas the Mandalorian, you have people who are dying to leap in feet, head, but first, whatever you want to say, to get into the sandbox and play with these characters and play with these toys. And I think that's the magic behind it. So um, you have Luke not feeling like Luke for most people in the sequel trilogy. But you have Tamora Morrison coming out there and doing a subtle little spinning his gun into his holster, just like that Django awesome. does. I mean, yeah, those so are subtle things where you're like, I, I know this. This is this is what I want. So I think that is the difference, right? You have Bo-Katan coming from the animation and absolutely replicating the character on screen. So you have people who can bring out these this minutia, this the, this subtlety, this nostalgia um, in beautiful ways, and not trying to be grandiose or different or exotic with these characters you know right so that that's that's what i think the mandalorian is is precious in that regards that they you have these people who are caretaking and ushering in these characters with so much love and no one needs to be convinced like hmm should i direct an episode of mandalorian right. no it's like hey get in line dude it's like trying to go right. to target right now there's about right. 80 yeah. people outside now and you know? i also yeah, so, yes and i think like you know, there's this thing that has happened with Star Wars over the last couple of years where when you got, let's just go, let's just do it, right? Okay. You have J.J. Abrams, he's going to do Force Awakens, and we know he loves Star Wars. We know he he grew up with Star Wars, and I love The Force Awakens, but you do understand that this was Disney 
trying to re-enter Star Wars into the the mainstream and even though the prequels have a lot of love these days and Dave Filoni has done wonders with the animated series, uh, both of them to, to really pad those prequels and make those storylines even more memorable and more important. Um, there was a long time where it was like, Disney's like, we got to do better than the last time Star Wars was on screen. So what you get with the force awakens feels like a love letter to Star Wars, but you also get a little bit of that sense that I always got that JJ Abrams was always kind of like, doing his same version of George Lucas, maybe seeking approval. Like these guys all worship the ground that Lucas and uh, uh, Spielberg and Francis Ford Coppola, uh, that they all, you know, they worship the ground they walk on. So you, you get that sense and then you get Ryan Johnson doing his own thing. And it's just not met with like the, the, the star Wars love and that throws things into turmoil. And then all the Colin Trevorrow stuff and then everything on row one and everything on solo, all the stuff we know about. But now you get the sense that Dave Filoni and John Favreau know exactly what they want to do. And the fans have a lot of trust in that. And Disney clearly has a lot of trust in that. So we're just taking it in. Um, same thing with solo. I love the last Jedi. I love, I don't love the last Jedi. There's part, there's parts of the last Jedi. I really, really like including every single scene with Luke and or Ray and or Yoda. I love all of that. I would have loved an eight episode arc on a television show, seeing Ray being trained by Luke Skywalker instead of maybe 25 minutes of total screen time. So it all goes. Oh, dude, in- could you imagine like a chapter called the shower and it's just like Kylo Ren in the shower with like eleven abs and it's like ten pack and he's like force timing wow. Ray. And he's yeah, all like, that's what I'm saying. Holding yeah. out for the shower episode. But anyways, we've Dude. we've gotten we've gotten way uh, we've gotten off track. But these are great Thank discussions. You, no, that these are great discussions to have. And and um, to answer your question, Troy, that was posed is I think yes, I would have probably enjoyed Solo more. Uh, if I would have, because I, I would have liked to, um, I want to get to know these characters in, in, uh, a kind of a linear storytelling serialized fashion where I could see Han Solo go on seven or eight adventures and I can learn who Alden Ehrenreich's version of Han Solo is not just spend two hours going, this isn't Harrison Ford. I have to be okay with this. This right. is Harrison Ford. Yeah. I just, I have to be okay with this. So, okay. But the thing I think about you, though, Craig, is that even though Solo may have not been your favorite, you would be first in line for Solo 2. Of course. Yeah. I'm buying tickets tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Pre-ordering. Yeah, right. I mean, I still, I'm going to go get Star Wars. I need to go get my <laughs> right? Star Wars. Yeah. Well, just for more Donald Glover as Lando. Yeah, more Donald Glover as Lando. I would just oh, I would yeah. pay yeah. for that alone. Yeah, yeah this. I think they're world to um, Honestly... I if I, if they want Solo two to happen, they should bring Alden Ehrenreich into Mandalorian at some point. Like put him in a world that 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 uh, have him appear for an episode in a world that we uh, that is, is loved it already. Here, because that's quite the uh, quite the hot take <laughs> I don't there, buddy. I, I don't even agree with my own take. What am I saying? Okay, so we have to talk about it. We've been avoiding the subject. Um, okay. <laughs> The two rebel transports take off. Rocket firing Boba Fett shows up from yes! 19th. The, the mail away. Kids are choking and dying as it happens. Well, uh, it's the way around later on. Uh, and some guy's like, well, it was actually a Battlestar Galactica. Okay. Um, 
it's amazing seeing him use it blow up the, and then and then uh, mando says nice shot and he's like i was aiming for the other one and i was like oh he's cool he's so cool <laughs> yes uh, that's what you wanted for him to be cool to yeah. get two ships with one dart it's yeah, awesome fucking cool yeah um so um then we get our first well, look you skipped over that whole he runs back to the razor crest to get the armor and then oh, he has a right. the big reveal where he comes oh, yeah. back and he just totally screws uh, he fucks everybody up because it's like <laughs> right. he's, he's got, got his armor, armor back in yeah it's so cool yeah. his confidence is back it's like his red red ferrari he's he's back can i make yeah. a i i think so cool. i think din how do you say his name din darden jin jarden din yeah jaren uh, Din Jaren, the Mandalorian. Here's Din my uh, prediction. I think he smokes a lot of weed. Here's why I say this. <laughs> He's me. always leaving the Razor Crest. Like the episode we watched, the Gunslinger today. He just leaves Grogu, <laughs> Grogu in there while he's hanging out on Navarro. That's true. He just leaves That'd it open. Cool. Like he's just like, oh man, dude, I'm with this little guy, and he's doing Jedi stuff. We met this nice lady. She is so chill. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> so yes, Boba goes and gets his. Uh, that uh, would only make me love him his more. Death sticks. <laughs> yes, yeah. 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 His death told, sticks. Honestly. Yeah. His death sticks. I pay my babysitter in munchies. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah, man. I could just see him in, uh, uh, oh, what's her what's her name? Amy Sedaris. Amy Sedaris just smoking, a, smoking spice. Oh, you know it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how about that line? Alt- yeah. Yes, I want. It wasn't a Ooh. spice dream. <laughs> I want Grogu to end up with her. We have now confirmed her. that spice is uh, some sort of hallucinogen that makes you spice dream. Spice is a drug. We've all read Dune. Um, yes. So, no, we haven't. No, we haven't. I have okay, not I've read Dune. almost finished it. It's very um, long. Meet you there, so, Craig. We're so going to meet you there. It was really cool, though, to see to see Boba Fett. Uh, I guess let's, let's explore this. I mean, listen, we, we've all got time, right? Uh, by the way, chat's blowing up a lot of people watching thanks everybody for tuning in this is mm-hmm. so much fun uh we do midnight mando every friday night we got a couple more weeks left and then uh the week after the finale or at some point we're going to do some sort of uh wrap-up show uh where we wrap up the whole season and talk about what we might see uh in the future um, you mean so- we're not going to do midnight mando gallery <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're gonna explore review each gallery episode. Yeah, yeah, uh, oh. behind the scenes. Uh, I would, I would, I'd do it. Yeah, <laughs> why not? Why not? Yeah. I'll do it. It um, starts on Christmas Day. It starts at Christmas Day. Dave Filoni Banner's starts talking it. on Christmas Day, and it ends <laughs> sometime, <laughs> sometime by Easter, twenty twenty two. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we've had uh, three more elections and two Olympics since Dave Filoni stopped talking. Um, no, he's the best. He's yeah, the best. He is. Um, so. Yeah. Okay, take a deep breath. This is what happens. We see uh, Moff Gideon's ship. It's a light cruiser. Am I right? Is that what they call it? Mm-hmm. I think so. We see the shot coming in. Boom. Razor crest. Done. It's gone. This it's guy out. starts screaming. What did I say? No! I did. Yeah, it was like... 29,000 HasLab pre-orders canceled <laughs> in an instant. Oh, fuck uh, that. that. My first thought was poor Craig when the Razor Crest blew up. I was like, poor Dude, Craig. Dude, that's the that's thing. Just... We should have seen it coming, right? That's going to be every Star Wars HasLab vehicle is something that blew up in beautiful right? fashion. First oh, the barge, man. now the Razor Crest. <laughs> Hey, you mean that, that means the Death Star is a shoe in for the next one. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, I love that. I love that. Uh, so we see it blow up. And I would say for my vote, that's one of the most, that had to be the most shocking thing I've seen on this show. I didn't see that coming. 
Like, ever. It wasn't even like that thing incinerated, evaporated. It was an amazing explosion. I was expecting the little Death Star ring to pull out of it, dude. It was so good. (laughs) Oh, God. He built it from worse. He'll be fine. They gave the Razor Crest the Alderaan treatment tonight. (laughs) Yeah, they did. Damn. Do you know what? Do you know any? Did you lose anybody? I lost lost everyone. Not everyone. My favorite hat was in that ship. (laughs) Well, you know what they're not talking about? No one's no one's given a rest in peace to the incinerator rifle. Uh, okay. That thing is gone. That thing is oh, amazing. Oh, you know. my God. God. You're right. Yes. You but- know what? I give up. I'm never watching this show again. <laughs> They've taken I'm, too I'm much. Yeah. Uh, by yeah, the way, this is it. you know, it's like they always say in an airplane, the black box is indestructible. It turns out they make it out of Beskar. Mm. That's, that's a true, right. that's a true uh, story. Well, that's a true story. So. Uh, I'm here the all week, folks. The spear survived and the ball survived. <laughs> yes, it's true. Right? Uh, is the ball made of Beskar? Maybe. Um, so it was really sad, and I hated it. And I hated, I hated it it's so much. It's a permanent much. feeling of loss. So hard. You laughed, right? Oh, you did. Oh, right. I, I just was like, sh- it was a shock laugh. It was like, ha! <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, the, like, brain's yeah, denying what's not. happening? Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it's just like. How many yeah. buyers remorse, like you said, for Hasbro? Right. Like, oh. Well, maybe um, two in this chat. We're not sure. Hey, <laughs> Ray Cameron said that Hasbro is going to mail everyone a box of ash. Maybe, maybe. Oh, amazing. <laughs> hey, this <laughs> is greatest. This is completely off topic. I don't know if this has been brought up yet, but when we rewatched the Gunslinger today, I want to mention this. When they go into the cantina, there's a quick cut of what looks like frog lady's husband sitting at the bar i don't know if that's uh it's definitely the same species Um, oh yeah so i think dr mandible was in there too i think they're uh they all filmed that the same day i I want i want to see cheers but with all the cantina people i want to see dr mandible uh, <laughs> we'll bring Frog, Woody Harrelson. Yeah. We'll bring Woody Harrelson's character back from Solo to just be the bartender. It'll be great. Um, okay, back to the Razor Crest, which still, unfortunately, I just checked, is uh, doesn't exist anymore. Uh, it's gone. It's gone. All right. So are no, we all going to make exist. our rounds? It does exist in the Force Awakens. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that, right. That, that, that didn't age well that quickly. Tweet, I that tweet. Three days. Last, <laughs> earlier this week, the, the, it was going around. Was the Razor Crest uh, near Maz Kanata's temple? I don't think it was. <laughs> <laughs> no. They're going to rebuild it. It'll yeah. be of course. Fine. Of They'll course. Find another model. It, it would be funny. Red. It was still bleeding. You know? I it, don't know. Do it we would... want to say a few words? Do, uh, yeah. for the razor well, yeah. does, does anyone have a favorite memory they right. want to share pour some out yeah, yeah like my Capri Sun. i just think that um listen you know you meet somebody you get on your ship i, I think we're gonna see him at a used razor crest dealership <laughs> <laughs> i think razor crest, you, Lincoln razor crest dealership right yeah. right i think no, there you know are what? two episodes uh, left so i know uh <laughs> Solo does lose the Falcon at some point. Maybe Din gets the Falcon. Oh, oh my God. Well, no, they've you already set up right. his replacement ship, right? Maybe. They've already reset up his replacement oh, ship. I was, yeah, he's, he's just going to take Boba, over Slave One. Boba is dying to save no, the baby. No, Boba's I'm going to disagree with that. To save the baby, <laughs> and Mando no. gets Mando gets Slave One. That's already written in the cards. Okay, no, yeah, I agree. They've laid no. that groundwork. It could happen. No, 
It's not going to happen until I own one from the vintage collection. And then when I own one, then I will agree with you and be fine with it. But until then, I'm going to say no, and I don't want that to happen. (laughs) So so after the Razorcrest uh, goes the way of the dodo bird, uh, as... as (laughs) Uh, wow! It uh, uh, hey, I didn't say I had ten other things I could have said. That was the, that was the nice one. We're being so good tonight. Um, so Abby, how's the chat going? By the way, it's going very well. Everyone's um sad about the Razor Crest, the uh, Grogu's nap hammock. Yeah, I am. I feel bad if they had any leftover, uh, uh, you know, prisoners and carbonite that were still in there. Well, <laughs> oh, they're dead. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they're gone now. Oh, yeah, they're gone. He hasn't dropped uh, off the uh, what's his name, Rick, uh, Rick, the Rick crew or whatever. <laughs> right, right, comic. right, right. Uh, well, anything left of Zero is gone now for sure. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> well, is so, he broke now? I mean, he's carrying around his salon in his best car. Uh, you know, where where he, he's it's it's starting from zero here but you know he just lost his kid so right. he doesn't care about that but yeah. right. the rebuilding's going to be something they'll have to address he's going to go to Vin Diesel's garage and be like yo i need a 10 second razor crest <laughs> oh um, dude and here we go this is where we get our crest. fast this is where we get our fast and furious crossover where we have to like street race your kessel <laughs> to right? get in Against so that rock. he can keep the pink yeah. slip oh we all we all know the rock's going to end up in star wars at some point let's just you know <laughs> He'll he'll be Jabba the Hutt's uh, friend. Okay, so Grand Admiral Thrawn. Uh, <laughs> oh, Rock is Ooh. Grand Admiral Thrawn. Okay, that's interesting. Um, okay, this is so after the, the spell with the Thrawn is cooking. <laughs> oh, it would be uh, so good. So this is where uh, he right when <laughs> this is kind of a funny moment. Uh, Razorcrest blows up, and he's like, "Let me get to my ship. Hold on." <laughs> like, uh, and then he he was the one. Um, Boba Fett like kind of follows the. Um, um, oh shit! We skipped dark so much. Troopers, right? okay. Dark troopers. Let's go back. Yeah, Let's the go back. Dark <laughs> troopers of the apocalypse. Um, we see Moff Gideon. Uh, the dark troopers. It, it is now official. We speculated that's what they were. Um, we. It's not one hundred percent confirmed whether or not these guys are force sensitive. But when the but when, flat out calls them dark troopers. Like he just does call Moff them. Gideon say that. Yeah. I would say when when they. So they jump down. They kind of have a formation. It, this is the closest Star Wars has felt to the MCU for me. Uh, it felt very Iron Man, very Ultrony. Yeah, um, yeah, which is fine. Yeah. Like, it's, I mean, I guess that's better than four of them just free falling like Point Break and getting in formation. And like, like you guys have a, you know, you got to go kidnap. It's, the, it's the beginning of the Power Rangers movie. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, well, because. Well, and Blue Chainsaw Man just pointed it out too. It felt like the hammer drones from from Iron Man too. Like that's mm-hmm. those those like Navy, Army, Air Force uh, hammer drones yeah. that you see that the he, ones that have no, no personality that are just kind of exa- right. yeah. That's that's no exactly Favreau it, but, influence yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> right. yeah. I don't understand yeah. how Favreau could have been <laughs> driving with but the top. Think about guys. how far yeah. they've come though since a robot <laughs> has to smash into the planet in its own little you know jet pod. You know, it was and so then gets out. So. It was so funny. We were watching um, the Sopranos episode the other day that John Favreau is on, and it's just so like he's come so far uh, since Swingers. <laughs> but anyways, um, money. They come down. They take the child. They go back up. Uh, they kidnap the child, and then Boba Fett goes. And this is where Boba Fett. This is what we we're talking about earlier. He's like, the Empire's back. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Haven't you? You know, 
don't you know? Yeah. Well, the moment where the child's taken, my first thought was, I was like, oh, doesn't Din have his jetpack? Why can't he go after him? But he'd already taken it off at that point. And that is that good writing. Yeah, that it, separation was like... Yeah, right. Uh, they had to figure out how to get that jetpack off of him early in the episode. Um, I don't know. Let's round table it. Uh, Ryan, what'd you think? Uh, I mean, it's pretty crazy. But, well, it sucked when it's like... Because he had that barrier going in there for so long when he's doing his, like, force signal so every time din even tried to be like hey kid uh, wrap this up we gotta go he'd be like okay screw this and he'd get like shot back he'd be like okay for real this time we gotta go he tries again gets bounced back he's like uh, why did you he do what? that three times three yeah, times he like he didn't learn the first times. two times i told yeah. you he's high as fuck <laughs> <laughs> he's so, so high <laughs> so when he finally goes to be like okay you know what i'm gonna go down there help him and you know protect you you know kind of thing so the moment he turns his back and leaves of course that's when the force field goes down and then it was like dark troopers yeah. come down Nap time. scoop them up and uh that uh um like just the whole vision of them just grabbing him because he's like he's tired he's got like he's having he wants a four snap and so they just scoop him up easy as pie and they take off which is totally cool totally devastating and it had my anus clenched for about a good 45 minutes okay after the fact 45 and, minutes uh, at least 45 minutes. I think you're minutes, supposed to see a doctor least. if that happens. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I thought, I thought it was supposed to be anything longer than three hours. So, but anyways, 45 minutes. And then, uh, but even the concept art for that was like frightening. I don't know if yeah. you guys remember that at the end credits, but the, like, even the face, concept art like, of that. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah. yeah. It was sad. You know, like, yeah, it was sad. It was devastating because mm-hmm. all of a sudden now he's watching this. Boba Fett's trying to like chase him down and they're like, don't shoot him. Right. Right. But ah, and man, he doesn't. So he backs off and like really, um, man. Like Boba Fett's straight up a good guy right now. Like, and it's not even like well, in he's the, been there. I'm sorry. He's been there. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, if you think his story is pretty tragic, like honestly, like well, his story is very close to what the child's is with yeah. going on adventures and seeing their father. You know, they're you know <laughs> doing all right. this crazy yeah. ass shit. And, Dad. You know. Dad. Moises, yeah. And taking it a step further, he's a foundling too. Like J- right. Django was a foundling, and his son Boba, a, a clone now. But it's like, well, I'm a yeah, clone I of my think, dad, but I call him dad. So, uh, yeah, me too. It's like, <laughs> yeah, hi, clone father. Uh, Jake, what were uh, you gonna say? I was gonna say it does show a little bit of character arc that he is so willing to help. Uh, mando with this mission because if you go back to like the last time we saw boba not star wars chronologically but in media he was a whiny little punk ass trying to kill base windu in the clone wars right yeah i mean and so he has a big grudge against jedi because of what they did to his dad obviously um, he might have a little trauma from witnessing that. I don't know. Um, I'm not a psychologist <laughs> or anything, but, um, but now he's willing to help Mando protect this Jedi. I mean, it's not like he doesn't know what a Jedi is. Um, but that also brings up the question, what, how does he have his helmet back? Because in the Clone Wars, he puts, um, thermal detonators inside his helmet to try to blow up Mace Windu and it fails, but his 
his bucket still blows up. So that's a little right. That's Django's helmet that that he does that with. Yeah, and but I, is I Django he, supposed to be Boba's? Because we saw Django he, put the dent in it. I think it's a, I think it's a different helmet uh, altogether. But I think the armor is still his dad's armor, but the helmet is a different helmet uh, because the helmet that gets a dent in it was supposed to happen in season seven when Cad Bane puts the dent in Boba Fett's helmet. When they do the standoff of the yeah. episode that never aired? Correct. Okay. Right? So it would be that helmet that he's wearing now in like Empire and Mando and everything. Mm. You know what's funny about this whole conversation? If, if Mando was sitting here, if Din was here, he'd be like, I don't care whose helmet it is. It's mine. You that is not right. yours. That is mine. It, it belongs, belongs to the Mandalorians. Belongs to the Mandalorians. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I can't not picture him stoned and baked out of his mind now all the time. You know, this is this is rebranded the character. You know, he's like, wait, 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 I got an idea. Let the great dragon eat me. Just let it eat me. And I'll be fine. He's like hey, I'm man. somehow more attracted to Din now. <laughs> he's like, hey man. I don't know what's up with those pit droids. They were looking at me weird, man. Um, yeah. He's going to pull off his bucket and have like dreads next time. Come yeah. yeah. His, uh, his helmet, the inside of it, smells like weed and yeah. mint chip ice cream. It's a great hot box situation. <laughs> um, so, so Boba Fett returns. Uh, we see this really sad moment where Mando's going through the uh, the wreckage. And uh, we talked about how he he grabs the best car, uh, the uh, the staff from the last episode, foreshadow. Uh, right, right. That he got from yep. the night from when the nice lady beat the other mean lady. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nice I feel lady like Star. I lady. love when Star Wars dumbs things down because it's perfect for me. Because I it's well, this was sword. This was the first episode of Mandalorian where I didn't have to do math right afterwards. <laughs> like I just I was just like <laughs> I think we're good. Um, Troy, I wanted to get your opinion on this. They have this conversation about the armor, and then uh, uh, Boba Fett kind of does. He shows him uh, what, what, like the his records, basically. What do they refer to that as? I, I have it written down. Chain code. Yeah, his chain yeah. code. Mm-hmm. Chain um, code. And there's uh, there's Mandalorian uh, script. He's like, hey, I've had this armor for twenty five. It's basically he's like showing his registration and his VIN number, yeah. <laughs> essentially. Um, and then Man- ancestry dot com. He just pulled up on. His- <laughs> Arm. <laughs> you gotta have that in your gauntlet at all times. Yes, obviously. yes, yeah, yeah. It's like when uh, you know Abby's parents always call me. Have you done the twenty three and Me we sent you? It's like not yet. I'm just not ready to turn my DNA over to a private company yet. Right? Not yeah. just yet. Get not it yet. close. No. Um, three years on. Did you do twenty three and Me yet? I have not. I don't care that I have an eighth cousin that lives two towns over. We'll just have to and go it's, on. It's also have to be Abigail Carter as well. Like, right, it doesn't right. matter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyways, um, so Kat okay. Hansen says, and Troy, I want to get, uh, I'm going to read what Kat says, and then you can react to that. This is what my friends at work are pissed about. They're saying they fucked around with Boba and Django's lineage. Um, I'm not up to date on the lineage too much. So, Troy, any thoughts on that? Yeah. I don't, Jake. Do you want to? Do you want to take that one? Because it, it was very surprising to me that they called Django a foundling because it was Correct. supposed to be that he was a long line of Mandalorian 
that's the, he was the, the the pure you know version that they wanted to make the cone the clones for on Camino, right? So, yeah, I, I, yeah. So I don't know if that's so much linked to his Mandalorian, but as his reputation as a bounty hunter, um, yeah. That, obviously, we have an EU story, and we have what's considered canon, like from the Clone Wars. Um, EU had him not being a Mandalorian. Um, but being from the planet Concord Dawn in the Clone Wars, they made oh, Concord right. Dawn, right? Made it be a place where the Death Watch went and hung out. And yeah. so then the Death Watch became the children of the Watch. And so then, you know, it, it makes sense that he could now in new canon be a part of that. But, you know, I think it was very solid in the old EU that he wasn't a proper Mandalorian, that he wasn't raised on Mandalore and he was from a different planet and he did different things. Right. And he didn't subscribe by their code. He just wore their armor. Right. But now they're, 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 they're taking that. Well, actually um, what was the guy who's in charge of Mandalore that Bo-Katan replaced? Um, he actually goes, Viz, you know, um, Viz, um, Viz you know what I'm talking Viz. about? Yeah. Not, not, not the, uh, not the villain, uh, the, the governor guy. You know, not the, not the guy oh, had the dark saber. Um, yeah, because the anyway, oh my uh, god, yeah, yeah, yeah. He goes on to say <laughs> that you know he's not a proper Mandalorian. We don't even know how he got that armor, right? So they even mentioned that in the Clone Wars. So now you know what we're, we're saying is, yeah, he did get the armor through the Foundling, which was an offshoot of the Death Watch group. So. He comes from a vein of Mandalorian now, and they've kind of taken bits of it and kind of weaved it together and filled in some blanks. So it, it, it's it's a little different. Yes. Right. I just thought it was cool that like, you know, if you're if you're just a Star Wars movie fan and you're just if you're not as deep into it, um, you they, they do such a good job of just really say nerd. OK, if you're not yeah. a nerd, no, but they do a really good job of 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 making it digestible for everybody, whether no matter how deep you are, because it's like, um, I mean, this, like I said earlier, this is today was like spiritual sequel to attack of the clones because they're talking about Django and they're talking about young Boba Fett. And they're talking about all of these things that we have. My goodness. You've grown. Thank you. Beautiful. Oh, this was gonna go on for a long oh, time. Oh boy! I told you gotta hit pause. How do I stop? That's how Abby cuts me off. There it is. It's like a uh, apparently Anakin. <laughs> apparently Anakin's grown up a little bit. Um, but 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 it was amazing to because now, just like with Clone Wars or with Rebels, you're gonna next time you watch Attack of the Clones, you're gonna look at it a little bit differently because you're gonna see that young Boba Fett you're going to know where he ends up at eventually. And you're going to have more to that story and, and to, to see him emote and show like emotion and talk about his like, like feelings as a human being. Uh, it just, it just adds to the character development. And I think that's what this show is really brilliant uh, at doing all the way across the board. So that can backfire right. though. That can't, that can backfire for me having to revisit old stories with new information. Okay. Because now you turn on a new hope and I'm like, <laughs> What the hell are you doing, people? Go! You had the plans. You're screwing around in the desert. No, get those plans. Rogue One. Yeah. Do you want watch it? I mean, here's my Rogue hot take. One is just that, uh, just a so epic take. And then it's like that. Ah, let's crank it down to two. Let's here's crank the, it down. Here's to a hot two. take. Empire and Jedi are perfect. 
A New Hope is perfect as a standalone movie. They're eventually going to have to just remake A New Hope <laughs> to, to make it all make <laughs> yeah. sense. Just remake the first Star Wars. We'll put everybody in there. Alden Ehrenreich, <laughs> old Luke. We don't have to make it. It doesn't have to make any sense. I mean, Alec Guinness looks like he was 150 years old in that movie. And it takes place like five years before. I don't know. Anyways. Uh, my, my Luke. <laughs> Luke. Stop kissing your sister. Luke. <laughs> That boy was our last hope. No, there's another. Oh, another. There's another. There's another. another. There's like four or five. Don't get me started on Cal Kestis. I'm having a bad week with Cal Kestis. Um, Frank Oz is still alive. They need to like redo that line where Yoda goes, no, there are others. Plural. At least there are. <laughs> There are three more and a citizen. <laughs> Boy with broom. I can't do Yoda. All right. Uh, there's a, <laughs> that there's, wasn't even an attempt. Right? I didn't even that try. Yeah, it was, what okay. was that? Was the that with the broom deserve like, only that? I used to do a really good Yoda when I was a kid. I could do Yoda so good when I was a kid. I just can't do it anymore. Dude, so you did Elmo before he's, we started. He spent all week doing Jar Jar. I did. I yeah. did. He's thrown his vocal cords by doing Jar Jar. <laughs> Yeah, I, was doing I thought I was doing Jar Jar all night. You it turned out it was Jar Jar. <laughs> so anyway, hey, I uh, I I missed uh, Jedi Temple uh, Midnight. You guys did that, right? Jedi Temple Midnight. What was that? Je- was- Jedi Temple Challenge Midnight episodes. <laughs> we didn't oh, do man. that. We should have. <laughs> we didn't do that one. That would have been so good. It didn't I have can't the alliteration. Those kids in the blue couldn't cross the bridge. <laughs> <laughs> those kids are dumb. <laughs> oh man i want to know what i want to do is get complete footage of order 66 and then do like play by play on it like football play by play no you need greg proops to do that though. Yeah, i know ah. all right we're back yeah, anakin's oh, entered one. the temple lightsaber in hand those kids look nervous let's see what, it- what galaxy you're from that's gotta hurt <laughs> He just takes down a couple kids and then you always got the asshole football commentary. I tell you, that's the problem with Jedi's these days. They didn't even put up a fight. Uh, it's the social media. All right. Order 66, come back to us next week, right at time. <laughs> like and subscribe. Holy shit. Uh, and then Padme's like literally, you know, a half a mile from the temple as it's burning. She's like, I saw smoke. What's going on over there? Like, Fuck. What is Anakin's wrong like, I'm fucking big. Look at my eyes. They're so red right now. Dude, I know. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, derail. Like We've derailed. Sorry, yeah. everybody. We hope we, <laughs> continue, continue. We, we hope you're still here. We hope you're still here. We're sorry. We hope you're still here. Uh, to the Order 66 Olympics, <laughs> gold medalist Anakin Skywalker. Ooh, best escape goes to Grogu. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Baby Yoda Beer. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Oh, wow. That looks good. That looks good. Man, that's going to be the most Pacific Northwest looking can I've ever seen. Yeah. There you go. Washington Brewery. You got to know it. So we've got more show to talk about here. So they they make this pact, right? (laughs) Uh, Boba Fett says like, hey, we told you like we were going to protect you if I got my armor back. And we're going to protect the child. So that's what we're going to do. So they're now going to team up, right? They're going to, it's going to be at least for, for a time period, Boba Fett with, uh, with, uh, 
Fennec, Shand, and uh, Fennec, Shand, and uh, oh, not Obi Wan, uh, Mando, <laughs> Din. I, although I'm waiting You're for Obi Wan to show. Obi Wan will end up on this season at some point. I have a feeling, somehow. So, well, do we think Dune is cutting around for that too? I can't. Oh, I don't know. She seemed a little iffy, didn't she? Or she was like, yeah, but she like, he, he dropped the baby word, and now. she was like, oh, kind yeah. of a narc. I'm kind of a narc, and I can't really do anything anymore. Right. So, so he goes back to he goes to Navarro, <laughs> and and uh, you know there he basically what does he say? He wants to go. Uh, well, we'll we'll get back to what's happening with uh, Moff Gideon. Let's finish out what where where Mando is. Uh, he's gonna he he's looking for the prison records for um, Bill Burr, <laughs> basically, which he's coming back. Uh, <laughs> yes, thank God. I am uh, so stoked. You have you, no idea. Yeah, so you Ryan, have an idea. Uh, you're happy about that. Troy, are you happy about that? This was my one issue with the episode. <laughs> okay. This because was it. Finally. We're finally there. This was it. Because, okay, you have you have Mandalorian, you have Boba Fett, you have Fennec Shand, who has proven herself to be a total badass, loyal, half-cyborg, uh, droid, whatever. Um he's putting together the, the magnificent seven here. He's got to go save his kid. Uh, and the Rolodex, like this is now kind of the problem that they've presented themselves. Like agents of shield had the same thing. Like, hey guys, shit, we're call the oh, no, we can't call the Avengers. We're not going to call the Avengers. Uh, <laughs> right, right. Uh, so, so this is kind of where I started to like, well, why is he not calling Ahsoka? Why is he not calling Bo-Katan? Why is he not calling all these people that are loyal to him and saying, hey, guys, the Empire has the Force-sensitive Jedi kid. We need to go save him. And then he goes to Cara Dune, who is now a marshal of the New Republic, who has access to call codes to be like, hey, we got to send in the entire New Republic fleet. Guys, the Empire is back, and they have a Jedi now that they're trying to milk for something. He's like, no. We got to break out Bill Burr from prison, and I'm like, "What? Yeah, no, that's only what? part of it. Better. I think, I think we're getting the rest of them. I think we're getting everyone you said, because that's you know that's how he does it. He makes all his friends throughout the season. Like Frog Lady's gonna come back. He's gonna help him out. <laughs> Everyone's coming back, right, for these next two episodes. Dude, she's, she's probably like, like a granny sack of eggs. Yeah, what I'm thinking. Yeah. Fro- Frog yeah. Lady's like, Frog Lady's leveled up. She's got a. a <laughs> bucket full of egg grenades <laughs> she just launched yeah. it oh. it just doesn't you know, make any like, sense of all the, like there's so many people who have uh, especially online look how many people have criticized the show of like well the mandalorian just trusts everybody and they always double cross him so he's gonna go back to all the people that double cross him at this point in time well come on so he's gonna go yeah. where, where do they say uh what's his name Ma- mid mayfield mayfeld Mig Mayfield. 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 Uh, Mayfield. Come on. He's like a very pinnacle character. Craig. He's on the Carthen Chopfields <laughs> or something. I don't know. It's going to be a prison break. I think next week's our side story. Next, week, yeah, it's be next week's Ocean's I, Eleven. I can't wait. And I can't wait for the same reasons why, you know, Troy doesn't like it because you. I can already hear Mayfield in my head just being like, so let me get this straight. You put me into jail, and now you're coming in here to break me out of jail? You know, what is wrong with you, Mando? Because if you think I'm going to follow you after you put me in here, you know, and then you go and screw off with your little girlfriend? Yeah, I don't think so. And on top of that, you killed my employer. And you're smoking way too much weed. Yeah. What's Look going at you. on here, Mando? Look at you. Your fucking right? eyes, your friggin eyes right? are all red. I, I, I got three shows in Atlantic City I got to be doing. What are you doing? And Call it, me back onto this show. 
Yeah, why why are you doing this to me? All these freaking nerds want to watch me on the goddamn television? Like, I don't care about you, little green pet. Just leave me here on these bloody space mines. <laughs> Listen, I trust the show that it's going to be something great, whatever it is. But I, I understand that. I understand that. I hope that. it pays off. I, I hope that there's a reason. Or maybe he's just expendable. Maybe he wants to send somebody in there that he doesn't give a shit about. Like, well, also, he be a Bill Burr, Horatio Sands team up. Yeah. Um, oh. What, what I got tight. from it was that he? they say he was an Imperial sharpshooter, so maybe because he's got Imperial knowledge. Listen, we all know at its core, Star Wars is about sneaking on other people's ships. That's all it ever is. Like, it's going to be Mando putting <laughs> on... the best st- stuff is. Mando's going to be putting on Stormtrooper armor, sneaking on to the, the light cruiser. That's what it's going to be. But he's going to still have his Mando helmet on. That's what I want to yeah. see. Um, he's going to so, get a marker and color it white. And <laughs> so I don't know. look like I, an old-style clone trooper. <laughs> Going back to episode two, Attack of the Clones. Um, so, uh, that was your cue, but you've completely oh, missed sorry, it. Oh, sorry. You know what? I lost the uh, <laughs> Oh, it's not bar. even up. Soundbar's it's gone good. forever. Oh, the soundbar's gone. I won't be able to <laughs> that's funny. torment you. Okay, that's Hang funny. Out, I hate the soundbar. By the way, I like it's a soundbar and Abby's playing 20-minute clips from Attack of the Clones. Like. <laughs> you gave me the soundbar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Give me a new one. They're not soundbar. We sound like idiots. Soundboard. Soundbar. Sound like my dad. Well, my dad calls me, Craig, have you heard of a soundbar? Yeah, dad, I know what a soundbar is. Technically, if you're listening to this and not watching, this is a soundbar. This is a soundbar. You are hanging out with us in a soundbar. Thank Um, you, Ryan. Abby. Yes. What do you think about the Bill Burr stuff? Uh, I don't think too much about it. Honestly, it didn't really phase me. I, what what happened after that is what really got me in the episode. Okay, so let's get there. Let's that. go back to the light yeah. cruiser. Uh, Moff Gideon's doing his best. Uh, I want to cosplay Darth Vader, but I don't want to wear a hot helmet uh, look. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's that's what we got going on. Uh, they've got the child. Uh, we don't see the dark troopers again, but we know that they've uh, returned the child to the ship. And... Uh, this is the scene I was talking about earlier where you see them in light speed. It has a very Star Trek look to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I don't know, this is what you said got to you. Talk about it. They go in and... Uh, <laughs> it's funny at first because you see stormtroopers flying he's, in, he's, in pain he's, and uh, anguish. He's yeah. having his way with the It's with almost the like, a, like a Groot moment from Guardians of the Galaxy where just like it's just totally fucking up everything. <laughs> right, um, right. But it's also for me extremely sad because he's he's in bondage at that point and he's he's taken by the the wrong side and once Moff Gideon comes in who personally I never really felt that he never really did anything for me before this episode I never really found him all that terrifying other than his association with Breaking Bad um seeing him like taunting the child Grogu and like toying with him with the dark saber and like just the way he was talking to him about him like taking a little nap like it just was was so creepy and so threatening that I it was really difficult for me to watch to be honest and especially when he says like put him in chains like you know put him in the shackles is what he says right. and that's just, he's such a talented little guy and he's got so much going <laughs> for him saying, it's so Abby hard Abby keeps to, talking about how talented he is so talented um, it's just it was uh, extremely hard to watch that do we get with the sh- can I talk about the shackles for just two seconds? Yeah. Because yeah, this yeah. could be me just seeing what I want to see because, again, I just love making Attack of the Clone references. But I noticed the shackles also had, like, that blue blue force field thing that yeah. was, like, around his wrist. And that kind of reminded me of, like, Obi-Wan on his little, like, floaty McPrison that Count Dooku had him on. Yeah. Like, Qui-Gon will never join you. You know, that 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 scene, right? That, that so old kinda, ch- chestnut. Right. So it kind of, re- that it. I thought of that right away. 
But again, this could be just me seeing what I want to see. And I'm just also kind of curious if anyone else saw what I wanted to see. Well, first thing I saw is when the trooper stunned him, it was, uh, I think, the same uh, the same stun effect that they use on Leia yeah. in A New Hope, the, the rings. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a little... Now, did you guys get the vibe that uh, uh, Moff Gideon has been in possession of the child before? Did it feel like uh, they were reconnecting or... He, yeah, he in season one, like he had the child. Did. Yes. Oh, sorry, or, Jake. Yeah. No, no, no. You, you, you were right. That I feel like there's he. He knows who Doctor Pershing is. We've already seen him. Right. Holograph him. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, a few episodes ago. So you know, maybe he's read those reports. That's what. Yeah. Know? Like right. there's a keen obsession or fascination with all of the the facts. I think on his. Well, work. you know what I what this episode brought out to me that I hadn't even thought about before but I started toying with in my mind uh, at the end of this was, is he an inquisitor? Yes. Because I was gonna say he the same walked thing. in, hmm. he walked into this cell of baby Yoda, just ripping these dudes, you know, choking them out, throwing them, manhandling them. And he didn't give one crap. Yeah. Plus he knows he, he had no fear going into a force users uh, presence. Who's doing damage. Plus he knows how to wield a lightsaber. And so, to me, it makes me sound like I feel like he may have been, you know, uh, an inquisitor that's left over from the old times. Yeah, that's kind of what I was feeling, too, because I feel like he I've been trying to figure out what his end game is, like what he's trying to accomplish here. Why does he have the dark troopers? Why does he want to run experiments on Grogu? Um, and why is he trying to instill those experiments into other beings? Like he's trying to create his own army of something. And that's I was like, I'm getting inquisitor vibes like he's a Jedi hunter. Uh, maybe from a relic of the past, maybe, you know, somebody that we're going to be introduced to at some point in time here, you know, in Bad Batch or something. But but I was getting crazy Inquisitor vibes because that's, like I said, from the very beginning, when they go to that seeing stone, I just had this feeling that Gideon wants to kill all the remaining Jedi and and tracking Grogu and Din to this seeing stone that is apparently a conduit to all of the Jedi and will connect with them was his into like, oh, I'm going to, tr- all the people that have been in hiding, I know where they are now. Uh, right. Order 66.5, version <laughs> two. I, like, I also think like knowing Star Wars, it'll probably be the end of this year or the end of next year or next season, I should say, Will we will f- see who the bigger bat is. I do not think Moff Gideon is the, you know, I think we could see Snoke or somebody Snoke-esque. Um, well, technically Thrawn outranks Gideon. Because Gideon's okay, a moth, and right, that's right. only of a couple sectors, whereas Grand Admiral is a major rank in the military. You know, and so. I've, I think, and I kind of forgot about that. I keep, I think, after last week, I convinced myself that the Ahsoka, Thrawn, Sabine, Ezra, the live-action Rebel spinoff will be its own thing separate from Mandalorian. But yeah. I could be dead wrong. Like, it could be intermingled and, and all of that. So, uh well, I just saw that uh, Diego Luna <laughs> was on uh, Jimmy Kimmel last night talking about how they're currently yes. right now filming um, uh, the Cassian Andor series in London. Okay. And then start thinking, okay, how many characters could technically bleed over into that series? And there's no reason Moff Gideon couldn't be his same character because this would be only about five, six years, seven years prior, right? Eight years, maybe? So, so eight years? So does the Cassian Andor show take place 
before it's a or after? prequel. Before oh, it has, it has to be before. Yeah. It has to be before Rogue One. Uh, you again? might have to go back and rewatch that. Yeah. One. <laughs> I never that. make it through the la- third act. Okay, so yeah, prior- rumors that there's going to be a little overlap with Revenge of the Sith. Like we're going to see a little bit from Revenge of the Sith leading into the like four or five okay. years afterwards. Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. And then obviously we know the Obi Wan show starts filming uh, in January in Boston and in London. Uh, so we don't really have an idea of timeline other than it's more than likely going to be in between uh you know uh revenge of the sith and a new hope uh and uh wow. so uh well no well listen listen uh but also could delve back into some clone wars era stuff as well so uh this was an incredible episode they packed so much into to 35 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever it was by the way it's late. Thanks for everybody in the chat hanging out with us. You guys are the MVPs tonight. Oh, I'm voting yeah. for you guys. Yeah. Um, this has been so much fun. Let's get on to our other uh, segments. Unless before we do that, any other final thoughts on the the actual episode recap? Feeling good. I, I, I'm I feeling think good. The only thing that I said bothered me from the beginning was, and it was brought up in the chat already. We talked about it just briefly, but how how did Mando? Sorry. How did Boba not reclaim his armor in those six years since Return of the Jedi when it was just hanging out in a sand crawler two towns over, right? So he can track it across the galaxy from Tatooine to Tython, but he couldn't find it from Moss Eisley to Moss Pelgo or whatever. <laughs> and he knew so, yeah, Cobb Vant I, had I it. He even pulls this... out that Cobb Vant had it. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I, mean, I find there's some weird amnesia stuff happening there. You think you like, think that's all? <laughs> like I, I don't know. Like, I just like, he goes I think he bumped his head. He bumped his head on that into himself on that bar. Sarlacc uh, stomach bile just right, does a right, right. Thing Maybe he has a right. Sarlacc growing in him, yeah. and he talks to it. You know, <laughs> he's like, you know, what do you like, rem- gotta- what do you remember from your life? Well, my dad was Django, and uh, 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 that's it. That's all I got. And uh, he, <laughs> yeah. my, that armor's mine. That's all I got. Uh, I, I just I don't know. Maurice here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we used to live on Camino, and it was fun. Uh, and all the people there were very nice to me. Uh, okay, cool. Well, let's get into our segments, and then we're going to wrap up, everybody. So, what we're going to start off with is our MVP of the evening. Do we even have to do this segment? We all know that it was. I don't want to speak for everybody. It was Boba Fett, though. That oh, was the answer. That <laughs> wasn't my answer. Oh, I said Fennec. That's not your answer? I went with Fennec, yeah. I thought she was badass. She survived a near-death experience, and she chose to be on the right side, and she's got, like, robotic pieces, and her fucking... There were so many Dude. where she's falling back, shooting, like, it's, and then when she rolls that boulder, I thought she was awesome. All right, there you go. Yeah. She's got cyborg abs now. Damn. Yeah, it dude. Uh, uh, <laughs> Ryan, who was your MVP? Uh, Django Fett for making Boba Fett. <laughs> he didn't make him. So, so Django Fett is my MVP. put his out for a blood Django Fett is my MVP. And I that they stand blood. by that. Yeah. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. Django Fett's like, it's like a Seinfeld episode. You mean I have to do this here in a cup during the day? Uh, He's just an honest man trying to make a living. Leave him him alone. (laughs) Do you have any Imperial smut I could look at? (laughs) I guess it wouldn't have been Imperial then. All right. Uh, uh, Troy? (laughs) 
thanks for watching. Uh, I was going to give it to Fennec Shand also, just because I love me some Ming-Na Wen. Uh, Y'all are too she, woke. No. She, it's clearly Boba Fett. We're just woke enough. Hold on. She single-handedly handles most of that first troop transport yeah. by herself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, uh, okay, of course, Boba Fett's doing it with a, a gaffy stick, but yeah, Fennec Shand does it in with some yeah, style. But, yeah, and she's like, she having a little conversation. Yeah, she was so memorable that every time I have bring her up, I have to look at my notes to figure out what her name is again. Uh, <laughs> she pushed down a boulder and like took out like six dudes. Like, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. That some no, she was great. Strength. I'm just kidding. She was great. She was great. Uh, Craig is J- not kidding. Let's all go after him. Cancel Craig, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Cancel Craig. Wake him up. Uh, yeah, cavalry. They called him cavalry. Jake. Who was your MVP? Uh, Gaffy Stick was my MVP. Yes. <laughs> okay. Not even Boba Fett. The Gaffy Stick. <laughs> oh man. I love it. That was fun. Uh I, I chose Boba Fett because I thought he was just incredible and I, I thought um you know, everybody's great in every episode, but you got to pick an MVP. And if you all know what the definition of MVP is, is who brought the most value for their time on screen. And I thought it was Boba Fett. So, Absolutely. Uh, uh, okay, cool. So we're going to do our baby Grogu moment of the evening. Ryan Dole, you're first. Me first. All right. Um, we're going to go with the windows down. It's that need for speed, Grogu. He's gonna catch my heart every time. So there you go. That's that's my favorite moment. There you go, uh, Abigail. Uh, mine would be the opening scene when Din says his name and is kind of like playing with him for the first time when they're playing with the ball, and then when uh, Din asks if he wants to learn more Jedi stuff, and he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, that was pretty so good. It's really cute. That was pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll go, and then I'll throw to throw to you guys. Um. I thought Grogu sitting on the the seeing stone and and doing Jedi things. Uh, I, I I've said this many times. I find the Jedi, uh, the the myth and the folklore and the stories uh, uh, surrounding the Jedi and and what they can do and their connection with each other and to the universe around them to be. Uh, it's my favorite part of Star Wars. So. Uh, just wondering who he could have possibly been connecting with, who out there heard his call, who's going to answer the call, should they? Should I say? Uh, and uh, listen, I don't know if it's going to be that next episode, but I have a feeling we're in for something really cool coming up. I don't, I don't want to get myself too overhyped. Uh, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be, uh, uh, you know, Luke on the streets and Ezra in the sheets or anything like that. So. <laughs> I don't want it to be Ezra or Cal Kestis. I'm looking for oh, for yeah. uh, Luke hmm. Luke Star Killer to show up, and uh, <laughs> yep. But we'll see what happens. Uh, who's next, Troy? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Craig. When he's sitting on the seeing stone um, and the butterfly flies past him, and that's kind of what triggers him to put his hand down on the stone and that kind of like iconic Jedi, you know, getting in touch with nature, uh, feeling the living things around you like that. Feel. That really got to me. Yeah, it's, it was such a great Jedi moment. And the fact that it was instinctual for him, you know, of course we're laughing at him when he's got his, his ears flapping in the wind when they're driving with the top down and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, that, that really got to me. I love that moment. All right. And that was, you know, mirrored Ray when she touched the, touched the rock and made all the other rocks levitate right um i think i'm last and so i like the part where (laughs) it's his very last little bit of screen time where you know he's 
got done choking out the thugs, the, the stormtroopers in the cell. And then uh, Gideon flashes his dark saber at him and he's like hunched over, but he still lifts his hand up like son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one last, like, you know, yeah. I, I'm too weak for this and you know it, you and yeah, so that you, was my favorite. You just said how sleepy I become. <laughs> I, I honestly, I kind of wish the sleep thing happened to all Force users. Like that would be so funny. Like, like just like Luke every time he like connects to the Force and just uses it, just goes to sleep. Uh, well, Anakin, you yeah. do you do remember in Attack of the Clones? Oh, we know it's uh, gone. I don't have it's it. gone. Yeah. Here, I hate it. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're going old school. <laughs> Uh, Yoda does reach for his cane right away after yeah. trying to hold the ceiling up yep. with uh, Doku when he mm. uh, is attacking mm-hmm. at the end battle. And so it does expel his energy and he's like, oh, crap. OK, back to it. Yeah. So is this uh, is this race uh, is whatever the Yodas are? Are they like low on stamina? Right. I mean, oh, they, yeah, their they, energy they bar just, goes down. Yeah, you they hold down Viagra turbo the whole time. Cool down period. They got a big cool down period. Yeah, mm-hmm. got to cool down and calm down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they need to calm down. Listen, yeah. this was a this was a cool episode. Uh, one of my favorites of the year. Um, they the you know to think that we got that Boba Fett tease a year ago and it paid off a year later. I think we right. would all have been bummed knowing we'd have to wait so long. If they would have told us at that episode, like, all right, we've teased Boba Fett and we're gonna pay this off. But you're gonna have to survive a global pandemic first. You would have been like, "Shit, that sounds tough." It sounds like I got a tough <laughs> year ahead of myself. It's the light at the end of the tunnel, though. But uh, th- really, it's been so much fun. Looking forward to this every week, and I just uh, I, I loved it, and I, I love doing this. And thank you everybody for joining us this week on Midnight Mando. Let's roundtable our absolute final thoughts. Jake, thanks again for joining us last minute tonight. Uh, final thoughts for, for you, it. sir. Uh, final thoughts include, uh, two episodes left. We only know the director for one of them. And so is that, does that mean the last, uh, two episodes is a two parter? Does that mean, you know, I've seen a lot of people online going speculating that George Lucas is coming back to direct the last episode of the season. Maybe, um, in discussions with my very good friend, Lewis, uh, we were talking about the fact that they have announced that there's three seasons. And so if this is a true Star Wars uh, production, that means it's, you know, uh, and some of the production crew have already tweeted out that this is a roller coaster ride for the next few episodes. Right. Looking at how one of the production designers on Twitter uh, must follow if you can. Um, they said it's going to be a roller coaster. But if we're looking at this as Star Wars as a beast of Star Wars and knowing that Filoni understands it and Favreau understands it. This season is a tragedy. This season will end in a big old down note. I think someone's dying. I think more. I think we got some of a preview of the carnage that's going to happen two episodes from now. And season three is all about the redemption. Okay, so that's uh, that's now. Is that confirmed? Is it only going to be three seasons, or is that kind of? Well, they haven't announced a season four. So Right, right, right. You know, I mean, I think that's. That that feels Star Wars-y, right? Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, I think the only thing that could get away in the way of that would be, uh, you know, I bet they're selling a lot of these guys. <laughs> I'm sure Disney's like, hold on, yeah, three seasons. You, you would buy that thing if it was dark, too, though. 
Because oh, what if yeah. they made that thing go dark? Because there was a lot of force choking. There's a lot of fear. Yeah. There's Ahsoka setting up some themes here. Oh, you know? Attachment. If he turns to the dark side. Right? Uh, I mean, yeah, Darth no. Grogu is is going to be a thing. Now, uh, well, then they're going to have to... Then they're going to have to fix The Last Jedi because when Luke says, I've only seen one other student go to the dock that fast, and everyone's thinking Kylo Ren. He's like, no, it was Grogu. <laughs> Kylo's a pussy. Right? Kylo can never go yeah. that dark. He's full of conflict. <laughs> Don't you patronize always... me, girl. Oh. oh. <laughs> but Darth Grogu, I just... I... It's funny, I wasn't thinking that because of the, the force choking, because Luke does the force choke as well in Return of the Jedi. So I wasn't but you're right, that whole Yeah, thing right before itself, he almost turns yeah. to the dark side. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but he didn't. But he didn't. But he didn't. Craig. And uh but yeah, it was the whole like, yeah, the whole time he's in the cell, he's just like being a complete spaz and he's freaking out and he's like take sweeping the floor, just taking a taking a good old broomstick to the old uh stormtroopers there. So, awesome. so Mandalorian. So we think there's a chance in season three we see Mando being killed by Darth Grogu, and then there's a final lightsaber battle between Darth Grogu and Luke Skywalker. Cool, sign me up. I'll take it. Right. <laughs> Nothing would surprise me or bum me out at this point. I think that's kind of how I'm feeling. Like I, I know Jake, as you're saying, that's probably going to get darker before it gets. We see dawnlight. You know, it's it's definitely going to be a tough ride, and I feel that that difficulty and that sadness with the separation between Din and uh, Grogu, but we'll see who he, who maybe Grogu well, contacts. But also we got to remember that Grogu is actually kind of entering into like his teenage years. So like, he's going to get an earring. I don't want to mistake just like normal uh, phases that a teenager goes through for the dark side. Like just cause he's wearing like a slipknot shirt and like has a lip ring. Just he's, the, <laughs> so he's got like a little hairs like pushed down. It's like Big Mouth, but like, <laughs> but Grogu. Uh, Troy, final thoughts. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree with you guys. I feel like it's it's just going to get darker and darker. Um, I don't know that necessarily the the third season is going to be the third act of redemption, though. Like, I there was a part of me that worried that Grogu reached out through the Force and he didn't talk to a light side user. Um, maybe somebody that is strong in the dark side answered that call. Yeah, and yeah, uh, we're gonna see. Maybe the origins of uh, Snoke or where Palpatine came back from in Rise of Skywalker, and uh, I don't think we're gonna get a happy ending. I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting this feeling. I'm, prepa- I'm preparing my heart nards. Uh, <laughs> is really gonna just kick them over and over and over repeatedly because I, I've just got this bad feeling that that season three is gonna set up dark stuff. No, season three is gonna start the the intro to season three is gonna be just like the intro to Look Who's Talking with all the sperm, but it's gonna be midi chlorians <laughs> creating uh creating something. <laughs> That's what's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, Metachlorians traveling to Beach Boys, and it's it's gonna Do be it. really good. <laughs> Do it. Do it. <laughs> All right. Was that everybody? Are we done? Did we do it? We're almost at two hours. Yeah. Thanks for everybody yeah. uh hanging oh, out. So. This was a lot of fun. I really, really love uh doing Midnight Mando and wow, two more weeks to go. What are we gonna do, folks? What are we gonna do without Star I'm Wars? I'm scared. Hi. Give us one episode that's like an hour and a half, please. Yeah. Please. There's going to be a Mandalorian. This all ends with a movie. This is what's going to bring the- theaters the- back. Theatrical release. Theatrical <laughs> release. All right, everybody. For it would save theaters for sure. Abigail Gardner. Love y'all. Troy Benjamin, Ryan Dole, Jake Stevens, 
May the force be with you. And in the words of Luke Skywalker, nobody's from nowhere. <laughs> you know that, that was really Richard Trapp again. Yeah, canceled. I canceled myself. Dad, Maurice is here. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye, y'all. He's never gone.